Alright, so we're gonna do a little intro. We're gonna pull up a chair or something. No, it's okay. You're just gonna stand like that the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Get, get a milk crate or something. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me let me Yeah. yeah Ben's got the right idea. <laughs> it's good for posture that, that ball. Apparently. <laughs> so I've heard. Alright, so this is uh, a new a new segment of episodes <laughs> yeah this is a series that we're doing um it's called the book club mm-hmm. or ducks on the or books on the pond books on the podcast um <laughs> this is where we talk about the book that we're reading mm-hmm. today we have three copies of the catcher in the rye which we have uh each read chapters one and two let's bring let's bring the audience up to speed um last week or last episode, it was me, you, Ben, and Anthony. We have Ben here right now. Yes, sir. Uh, Anthony couldn't make it. He's busy. But uh, we talked about um, doing a book club. Um, so we read Catcher in the Rye. We read the first two chapters of that. And that's what we're going to talk about in this podcast. Yes. So, uh, Ben, what did you think of the first chapter? Um, I thought I thought it was pretty interesting how he narrates, and uh, like he, he doesn't hold back on what he says. I guess he uh, even though he's like sixteen, well he's sixteen in the book, but at the time he's narrating at seventeen. Yeah, but he kind of kind of narrates in a like a childish way, but he's still he acts mature in some parts. But he says that too. He he says he says he acts like a kid. Yeah, but everybody notices that. But nobody notices when he acts like he's mature. And then he says nobody notices anything. So he's really ignorant and yeah. arrogant and also like, you know, like a pessimist. Yeah, and his um, the first chapter, as we were saying, is, is he's like kind of, it's his overview of everyone else. That he's, he's overview, he is sitting at the football game away from the crowd. Mm-hmm. And he's looking at all of them and he's describing his experiences with them and his time at Pensy and... He's kind of socially distant from everyone. Yeah, socially distant from, it seems like, society in general because he's always, you know, failing and funking out of universities. Boarding schools, yeah. This is like his, what, Oh, boarding schools. schools, yeah. Yeah, this is his, yeah, fifth or sixth school. Yeah. Um, he, he's, he's always saying how everybody's like, you know, um, a phony. Phony, phony yeah. 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 Well, he classifies people in two areas, real or phony. Yeah, like the the headmaster he classifies as a phony. That's um, really like like totally like uh like that age that age of pessimism. Right. I, I as a teenager, I mean, I, he's I, definitely going through a phase, like you said. Yeah, and he does recognize that. Mm-hmm. Well, he said that in the second chapter to um, Spencer to Spencer, his uh, his history teacher, right? Yeah. So that brings me. He to went the- to visit his history teacher because his history teacher sent him a letter because he knew he wasn't coming back next year. Yes. Next semester, yeah, yeah. Next semester, he's also failing that university too. That class, that the, oh, the, oh whole, the, the whole the boarding school, as yeah. A whole. Except except one of his classes, one of the five. Yeah, one of the five, which is English class, and he is narrating this from the uh, future, and so he, a year in the future. Yeah, yeah and so his, his English skills are decent, um, but um, yeah. So the second chapter, he goes to talk to Spencer. That's kind of the whole chapter. Mm-hmm. And uh, we see there's dialogue, and then there's his thoughts about the dialogue, and then cuts back to dialogue. And Spencer's not really listening to him and what he's saying. Thinking about ducks. 
Yeah, he's thinking about ducks. Well, wait, well, uh, Holden, uh, the protagonist, was thinking about ducks while he was talking. Yeah, to and him about whatever he is, he was shooting the bull with him. Yeah, he was <laughs> shooting the bull. I know that ducks. The ducks on the literally, what did the ducks do when the pond is frozen over in Central Park? That's just, that's a theme of the novel. It but, is? Yes, it is. Like what? Like transformations? I don't know. I Migrations? I forget. I read this book when I was in 10th grade, and I do forget these examples. And this is partly why I wanted to reread it, because I knew there was a lot of good things about this book, and huh. I didn't have them quite formed well when I read them first. Well, like I said, it's been on my list, so I mean, it works for everybody. Yeah. yeah. Um, Except and, Ben. Yeah, he, he's just a patsy in this. So yeah, I'll tag along. I'm, I'm just... I'm just Get the vibe, you know, right? Now. Just get the vibe. <laughs> he did finish. You did finish into the I wild did. today. Yeah. I did. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Now you're gonna read did, obstacles away. Did you bring that? Right there. Oh, that's the book there. Oh. Ben flips up. through the book. <laughs> ben is flipping uh, through. Don't mind me. Don't mind me. Uh, Ryan Holiday's The Obstacle Is the Way. Hundred and two hundred pages. That's not bad. Yeah. It's an easy read. Yeah, it's easy read. Because each chapter is a different story. Yeah, um, and so uh, cutting back to... Catcher in the Rye. Catcher in the Rye, yeah. How do you guys think... What do you guys think about the Lexile level? The what? The Lexile level. I always like talk the difficulty. about this one. Yeah, the difficulty of the read. You know, it's very easy read. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's what I thought, Because you can kind of put yourself in his shoes, and I guess you can understand, like, his language, his wording, you know? Right. So... It's easy for a teenager to read, you know? Yeah, because he's yeah. speaking from his perspective. And yeah. His, you know, his actions, his... This would be good for uh, high schoolers to read. It, it would be, but... Some was, high schoolers do read it in classes, though, English classes. Some do, yeah. I, I, I heard, though, this might not be... This might be heresy, but it was... Um, it, it was banned in a bunch of... Sco- a few schools, a bunch of schools, kind of. Because later, later on, they do have some explicit scenes. Of course uh, they do, and and language used, and all that, and there's ideas that are kind of explicit. There's a lot of books like that. What, what the Scarlet yeah. Letter? That book, sure. That's a that's a book that's on my list. Yeah, you know, it seems uh, it seems one of those books that's out there. But yeah, I, I heavily enjoyed this book. I really did. When you first uh, read it, when I first read it, when yeah. You were what, like thirteen? I was fifteen. Ah, yeah. That so, was that was when. What, like around the time I first started Cherry Creek, didn't I? Probably, yeah. It was right before uh, COVID hit. I read this during January, right before COVID hit. Ah. It took me about a week to finish. Um, but we, A whole week? You read that book? You read the pages? Yeah, well, it was, I read, I was just, that's all I was doing. Because hmm. it was over Christmas break, and I was, I was in the car a lot, you know, going to Toronto and everything. Um, so I had it with me everywhere and just read pages here and there you know simple a book like this you can read you can pick up read a few pages how many, how many pages are in there there are um about two two seventy five that's always a scary thing to do because then you accidentally read something that you're not supposed to read i've already read the books well, no, i mean you know it's like with the book you haven't read well you could read it in two weeks you just have to read like 20 pages a day yeah, what's and, the fastest book you guys you guys went through? Was it this one? Too? No, no. I once read a book. It was a like a three hundred page book in a weekend. What book was it? It was. I have it upstairs. Do you want me to bring it down? It was. Uh, it's this book. It's called Translator. The Monster. I'm the Monster, or 
something like that. Um, it's about uh, this guy, this uh, black kid in uh, New York during the 60s, I believe, that's wrongfully accused of a crime. I think of murdering someone. Oh. And uh, it's, it's, the reason I got through it so quickly was because it's pages, well, the, the text is smaller than the page, um, and it's like set up as a script. It's always. It's like a script. Out. It's written as like a script, ah. which made it very cool to read. It was actually a really good book to read. It was fun. It was entertaining. Um, anyway. But yeah, no, I, it's not about you know, it's about not destination, but the journey. Well, well you know, it's just interesting, you know, because because I, I read I read a book by Philip K. Dick in two weeks. Oh yeah. Yeah, and it, it's not even on my 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 big shelf. It's like my my shelf with the books that I like. Like I, I don't know what happened. Like I just read it so fast and I liked it, but like it didn't get, end up on my good shelf. It's you know, interesting. It's weird. You know you know what's funny that this this episode right here. Is about the catcher in the rye, but the past like three minutes we haven't been talking about the catcher in the you're rye. Right, you're right, you're yeah. right. This is this is a problem. See, I knew this would happen. We can't stay on one topic. Okay, okay. Let me let me let me let me pull the conversation back to where it needs to be. So a common motif, or like a common theme, I notice is that like it's it's pretty obvious. He's like really alienated from society. He's like hard to socialize with people. But like it, you kind of see it in the events, like he went fencing in New York City, or yeah, and then. He got he, kicked off because he lost his stuff. His <laughs> equipment on the subway, yeah. And he's been in like five or six different schools. He's failed his grades. And, and he was the manager. Yeah, he right. was the team manager, yeah. And so that alienates him too from participating with everything. Yeah. So he's it's really hard to, I guess, settle down because he doesn't really socialize with people that well. doesn't connect with people, I guess. He's, yeah. very, he's very judgmental, he's I guess. He's disagreeable as all hell. Yes, yeah. he's disagreeable too. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, it's like... There's little holding him to Pensy. His his the Pensy's the boarding school. There's like there's not much that's really keeping him there. Yeah. Nothing. Not really. Like, Except he's only he's had a few fun experiences. Like he detailed like playing football with his few of his before people, dinner, yeah. Yeah, people that he lived with before yeah. dinner. Yeah. yeah. And um, then his his teacher, old Spencer, whatever they call him. What did he like about Spencer? I I mean he said he said he liked him before before we we as a readers met him, but like it seemed like he hated him that whole conversation. Yeah. Well, he he was he doesn't like repetition, and Spencer was just kept repeating himself, and like you also like he kept repeating like that's like ironic too because he hates repetition, but he kept repeating while he's at Spencer's in Spencer's room, uh, his robe, his pajamas, the smell of Vicks. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, he yeah. all repeated that. Yeah, and all that's that interesting. Over over. That's a good yeah. theme there, and the, like, the idea yeah, of right. missing the missing the ta- the couch with his the magazine yeah twice and then, yeah, uh, yeah and his grades and everything yeah yeah that's gonna hit you know it's uh spencer was talking about how how one day it's gonna hit you you're gonna realize that that you know you need to rethink your life and it's like there's there's a, a big part of it right there yeah yeah and that the idea of like being different as a teenager like i'm not like everybody else i'm edgy i'm i'm different um, yeah different. that that that's kind of a phase that's kind of a part of every teenager's like thinking at some point he's like i'm different from everybody else and yeah. i was talking to ben earlier about how i've i've thought that before as well um you know and we it, we just got brought up everybody thinks like that at one point yeah <clears throat> many points but then slowly you realize you are becoming your parents in certain ways 
Um, they are the people who uh, socialized you. Yeah, and raised you and all that. Mm-hmm. The people that you mostly hung around with for like the first three years of your life, right? Yeah. First three, four years. Yeah. For a large majority of your childhood. Yeah, and, and, and you like, you know, the, the most sponge like you'll ever be in those years. So. That's true, yeah. But uh, this is the Catcher in the Rye episode. <laughs> we are yeah. not talking about child psychology. <laughs> yes, because I could go on forever about that. Yep. We, I, yeah, we, true. I feel like we could read to page, like, chapter 7 next time, because that's only, like, 37 more pages oh yeah we could do that and we get so a lot more to talk about that'll give us uh yeah a lot more to talk you about. know what we should do i was thinking um we should read the first two chapters of rich dad poor dad for next time and then you know do like like do that and then catch her in the rye and then you know the pattern continues okay yeah yeah, yeah in, in rich dad poor dad um i did say the first two chapters uh the first few chapters are very good um it does get um i don't want to say repetitive but it takes a different turn halfway through the story into its application. Which Wait, I, it's a story? It, the first part of the book is told as a story. Ah. And so that's what, makes it, that's what makes it so understandable is that obviously we learn better through stories. Right. And so he details the story of how he grew up and the story of his, his dad, his actual dad, which was his poor dad, and his friend's dad, which was his rich dad. And his experiences with both of them and, and living near them and their way of life in relation to money and finances mm. and how that's impacted him later. And then it's more late, interesting than I thought this book, right? And later in the book, that's, it, it's how taking all of that knowledge, he's how he's applied that to his life and how most people view money and how different things are explained in regards to money and how, what, what steps that you can take towards financial understanding, getting, um, increasing your financial literacy throughout the rest of the book. So there's something definitely to be said about those first few yeah. chapters. And like like Catcher in the Rye, it's at a pretty low lexile level. So it's easy to understand. So I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of books like that where... A low lexile level? Yeah, because the ideas that, con- that are conveyed are so easily understandable and, and, and can be understood so, so much easier. The input's a lot easier. Yes. There's a lot less struggle with the input. Right. Then again, there is something to be said about a beautifully written like novel that's at a much higher lexile. Like uh, something from Dostoevsky, for example. Sure. Yeah. Which I have not read before. I've you, never read Dostoevsky. You're missing out. I, I wanted to read The Idiot. I don't know if you ever read that. But it's... Uh, so we're going to veer off from Catcher in the Rye, if that's okay with you. That is okay. All right. Oh, it's not okay with me. <laughs> All right. All right. So, so the idea, I believe, the idea in The Idiot is it's about this prince... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just bouncing on the, bouncing the yoga bouncing. ball. <laughs> All right, so the idea in Catcher in the Rye is in the back of the book it says, um, so the, the prince is the, is the protagonist. That's as far as I know who he is at this point. The prince? The, he's, he's always referred to as the prince. In the Catcher in the Rye? No, in The Idiot. Oh. Yeah. I thought we were told. Thanks for staying on topic. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I, I was lost, actually. <laughs> Well, genuinely. <laughs> All right. So, um, on the back of the book, it says, <laughs> you stop doing that, dude. It's so distracting. <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. So, on, in the back of the book, it says, um, <laughs> so fucking talk, stupid. Talk, Marco. All right. Talk. So, so he's an idiot because 
he is on a high level of morality, so high that all the other people around him um, are, like, not as high as him, and it's his downfall because he he's too naive to understand their malevolence. And, and that idea is seen in the Bible, for example, with Jesus Christ. I don't know if you've heard uh, Jordan Peterson talk about I know that. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, I, no, no, I mean, I mean that yeah. idea because he's like such a, a messianic moral figure that um, he was like, like the guy that you're supposed to be in life, this guy that's filled with ultimate compassion, but at the same time he's competent. So the Romans killed him because he's this dangerous guy who is, um, you know, changing the the fabric of society. The ideas that guide people. In the their axioms. Lives. Yes. Yes. <sighs> it's dangerous. It's yeah. It's dangerous to be that, and it's dangerous to experience that because it, it puts you in. Uh, well, the latter it puts you in um, a headspace that's totally different from other people. That you can have an existential crisis because you're like, there's nobody I can relate to now, other than you know this Jesus fellow. But um, you know, and, and if you and if you're Jesus, it's dangerous because all these people want to kill you because like they don't like, like the way you live. Yeah, like yeah, imagine if you, you imagine preach. if you were John Lennon in the '70s, like all these people wanted to fucking shoot you. Yeah. 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 No, I mean that's what happens though with people who enact change. Mm-hmm. The outliers in society. Yes. Yeah, they're dangerous. They really are. Mm-hmm. But okay, is is, uh, <laughs> is Holden Caulfield dangerous? Cole, yeah, is Holden Caulfield dangerous? Is he dangerous to the people around him or himself or both? Perhaps himself mostly. I'm trying to think of him. You in... can already detect irony in the first chapter. Yeah, yeah. Some heavy irony about himself. Yeah, I do think he he will come through in the end. As far as I remember, um, his ideas and thoughts, but some things will happen to him. There's some really interesting parts of the book that that uh, catch on quite quickly. I think. I wonder what he's going to be doing after boarding school. Yeah, well, the whole book takes place like over the series of a few days. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. but he tells he has stories that he has to that he tells, like uh, little excerpts that he tells about his past experiences with certain people. And everything. Um, oh, so it, it'll be going in a, in a normal timeline, and then he'll just bring up something in the past. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, and it's it's all very interesting, as far as I remember. Hmm. And uh, it's good. Like I said, easy read. You can pull out the book whenever and read a few pages, put it back, pull out the book whenever. So, finished. next Monday, what do we want to read into until? Chapter 7? Or... Chapter 7? I'd say we could do Chapter 9, because that's... Chapter nine is six days. Yeah, right. and we Dude, and that's at least fifty-five pages. I want to. I want to read some Harry Potter too. Okay, well, it's like it's like less than ten pages. That's a day. ten pages a day. That's it's very easy, like Salo. So. And that's like All right. this. And I read. I read a page in about a minute. So yeah, ten minutes, fifteen minutes a day. Easy. So about broad in perspective, and when we come together, you'll reinstate everything that you've read. So try not to read all of it at once. Yeah, that's what I've uh, been doing. Yeah. So, not reading it all at once. And then we can also, if we want to, we could read... How long is Chapter 1 in Rich Dad, Poor Dad? Um, as far as I remember, it's not too long. Uh, if I can pull up the PDF again. Because um, we could read a little bit like throughout the week, and then we can talk about it Monday, and then we can talk about it the next Monday. Yeah. Chapter 1 on Monday. While he's looking at the PDF, why don't you... 
tell the folks at home what Rich Dad Poor Dad's all about. I haven't read the book. What you a little, a little bit more. Well, <laughs> a little more. Well, from what Andrew told me is that <laughs> it makes the common folk. You read it, it makes it a little more financially literate. You know, opens your perspective, uh, changes, I guess, your ideas on the future. I guess, especially as a person like in college or high school, starting out in life. You know, responsibilities. You know, not being in the rat race and things. That's 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 what Andrew told me so far, but. I don't, I don't That's a good description. I don't want to uh, get in uh, over my boots over here. Over your boots. Yeah, I don't want to get over my boots. I just want to start reading. This book is uh, it's reflecting on us with these weird phrases he uses, like uh, shooting the bull. Yeah, oh. I thought that was I thought that was pretty unique. And yeah, that was kind of. I mean, you know the lingo that people or use like back side then. tangents. What what yeah. year does this take place in? Uh, the forties. I believe, oh, wow. like, late 40s? Oh, yeah, it makes two. sense. He's always calling Mr. Spencer, sir. And he's calling boy. Yeah, boy. <laughs> like, you, you can't get away with that today. I mean, this, you could, but... It was published first in 1945, then 46, then 51. Um, so, yeah, around that time, late 40s, probably after World War II. So. Um, yeah, so the first, yeah, the first, like, these the chapters are organized by lessons, um, I would say reading up until like, oh, I'm looking at this now. And it's like, there's a few more chapters that are really good to read. And it's all under like up until page 100, I guess, is when things get a little more abstract as yeah. far as like what it takes to be driven and what it takes to know what you want and like how you should orientate yourself within daily life. But like, the informational part about it, as far as like financial literacy goes, and its base and its foundation, can be learned through at least the first five chapters. Um, where like, okay, lesson one is the rich don't work for money. Lesson two is why teach financial literacy. Lesson three is mind your own business, which means something that you might means something separate to the actual connotation. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> lesson four. Lesson four is the history of taxes and the power of corporations, which I've detailed, I think, to Ben and Connor a little bit. Yes. And then lesson five is the, ret- the rich invent money. Um, also, lesson six, work to learn, don't work for money. Meaning the knowledge that you obtain at work is more important than the money that you obtain through work. See, that's something I've already incorporated. Okay. I don't even need to read this book. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. You're so, you're so higher than everyone else. Yeah, you don't see. I'm way smarter. I'm than what I, I read Nietzsche. <laughs> no, I don't even. <laughs> the way you say that is funny. Um, what What have you learned from work? What have I learned from work? Like that that that, that jobs can uh, there's there's more important parts to a job than making money. Yes. Yeah. But in what ways have you learned things from work? Well, okay. Um, here's a here's an interesting part. So, Chef Dan. Um, you know, he, he's not very direct in his teaching, but he's a little more indirect, you know? Yeah. So like, like I, I'm just observing him interacting with people in the workplace and he's like, he's all, you know, like always forthright and, um, authentic. Always authentic. Yeah. Always authentic. He doesn't care if he's going to hurt your feelings. He, he wants to be authentic, you know? Um, and that's a good thing, Yeah. you know? So, so he's so like, you know, um, Incorporate that in my own life. Straight, straight to the point. You know, shoot the bull. 
Yeah. Lead, leadership, uh, leadership uh, sk- skills. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. All right. Uh, so, uh, chapter nine. Chapter nine. Next Monday, we'll have Anthony on board too. Hopefully, we'll talk. We'll text him. We'll say chapter nine by next Monday. Um, oh, guys, I haven't even started. <laughs> I, I have a question for you guys. Do you know so, what shoot the bull means? Just to like bullshit. Yeah. Well, yeah, it means to talk informally about unimportant things that I enjoy. And then the the example is shooting the bull with my neighbors. So. So it's basically what you said. It's just like talking about. Bullshit. Oh, really? You didn't things, yeah. you didn't figure that as soon no, as you no, no, read no. it, right? I, I I figured it. I just want to know the actual definition. Fair enough. Oh, Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. There's a deeper meaning to it. Yeah. Shoot the bull. It, it's oh, when back then when people were hunting all the time they were while they're shooting bulls they're just you know talking about whatever nonsense <laughs> yeah, yeah. where it came from you know just sitting yeah. there gotta get a new saddle this morning <laughs> they're just like Shut there's up. like there's like like fifty like million buffalo on the western like frontier and they're just like all right let's go kill them yeah what do you want to talk about <laughs> gonna be here for a while in this wagon. Yeah, my wife was getting on me because I haven't waxed the saddle in a long time. Yeah, and then like later they're like, "Oh, where'd you learn that?" Oh, well, Ron and I were just shooting the bowl, you know, and we talk about it. And then... <laughs> I'm gonna start using it around my parents. <laughs> like, I'm gonna go home tonight. And they're like, "What do you do at Angel's house?" I'm like, "Just shooting the bowl." You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do that. That's great. We just shot the bowl a little bit, you know. <laughs> I'm gonna use like, that forever. <laughs> They're like, what? <laughs> What'd you say? Uh, anyway, okay. You wanna you wanna end it? You wanna watch a movie? What movie are we gonna watch? Into the Wild. The book that I just finished. And Andrew read. No, I wanna read the book first. We're not watching that. Uh, man, okay. Man, we thought you wouldn't wanna read it. I watched the movie what? before I read the book. You told me you, you told me it was good. It I was a good it. book, yes. But I should read it. Yeah, let's All right. All right, we'll catch you next week, Monday. Chapter 9. Shoot the bull with us next time. Yeah, shoot the bull with us next time. Books uh, on the podcast is out. Remember, if you're reading on your own, uh, we'll be at Chapter 9. All right, take care.